Welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. Little new intro music there. Um, there's apparently there's a website that you can get royalty free music. So uh, that one was called "Strut This Way," and as I was playing it, uh, Aaron Jones strutted his way into the end zone for a little tutter to get Week Eleven started off right for the Desert Dogs. Um, <clears throat> the owner that ended the Desert Dog streak is back. In the saddle with me tonight, Eddie Mitchum. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I'm probably going to cough the whole podcast and clear my throat, but we'll get her done. You sick? I don't know. All right. Well, I have some trivia for you. Oh, God. It's a fun one. Um, Mitchell Trubisky is the seventh rated quarterback in our fantasy league this year. Can you can you name the six quarterbacks that are ranked ahead of him in the Sons of Fantasy Football League? Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger. Those are two of them. I don't need to do anything else. I see what you're trying to do. I retire after that. I'm not trying to do anything. There's four more. Mahomes. Uh, Pat Mahomes is number one. He's 60 points ahead of Matt Ryan, who's number two. Baby. Drew Brees is fourth. Uh, ben was fifth, so you got to name number three and number six. Three and six. <clears throat> um, is. Three names. I feel like two of them might be right. Is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is sixth. One spot ahead of Mitchell Trubisky, so you need the number three quarterback in fantasy football. (laughs) No chance I get this right. I don't think I would have got this right either, so. Uh, But when I say the name, you're going to be like, all right, that makes sense. I'm going to go with... He's 10th. Um, it's uh, J- Jared Goff. That was the other name. I had the other name. Well, I said I had three names and one was going to be wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Um, Rivers was 10th. Rounding out the top 10, uh, Cam Newton, number 8. Aaron Rodgers, 9. Um, Mahomes and Goff 
have not had their bye week yet, um, so that definitely helps. Uh, Mahomes obviously doesn't need a bye week to be where he's at, but um, otherwise, how you been, buddy? <coughs> Super. Living the dream. Number two record in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. If we go ahead and review the standings, you got the Dogs at 9-1. and one. <clears throat> Leaving the Favre division. Curtain, two games behind me. Uh, Weevils, a game behind you for third place. And then take your ball and go home at 4-6. and six. He might be taking his ball and going home after this week. Uh, St. Louis Patriots at three and seven, and the Sea Wolves at two and eight, and then uh, the LA Division. Clan and Ice Cream at the top, six and four each. Um, only twelve points separating the two of them, and they split their head-to-head matchup. So that's going to be a really fun one to watch down the stretch. The Fleetwood franchise and Mixed Mad Dogs uh, battling it out. <clears throat> they are. Currently both 5-5, five and five, and right now Ty is holding um, the final playoff spot. I want to see what this record was like between the two of them. Uh, looks like they also split, so that one's going to come down to uh, total points most likely. Um, right now the franchise with a huge edge over Mad Dogs, so the Mad Dogs are going to have to get that game back. Um, they can't afford to be tied with uh, Big Brother Ty. And then the Hammer at 4-6, and six, um, still on the outside looking in. Same spot as Take Your Ball and Go Home. Um, need a lot of help. And then Abusement Park at 3-7. and seven. So after this week, we'll get the first of Shane's two pieces letting us know what each team needs to get in and what the playoff scenarios look like. Huh? I still three season piece. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get that. It's not, it's not looking good, is it? No. Um, he probably would have picked Sure, who's three and seven. So, no offense to Sure. I just love that he got anointed. Not his fault. Not his fault. Everyone else sucks. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, just me and you sitting up top there. So, right now, the projected playoff bracket. Uh, we have myself and Fegley getting buys. Got you at the three seed, uh, opening up with Tyler of the Fleetwood franchise. And then the four or five matchup would be Team Ice Cream against the Bull Weevils. Um, that's a pretty good looking matchup. So. I got to hold on to that three seed. My, my home away splits are pretty bad. Uh, I think home field advantage is huge for the, the curve. <laughs> Kind of playing like the eleventh man up there, so yeah, you're three and three on the road this year. It's tough. Yeah, we don't travel well. It's real tough. It's funny, like almost everybody has a better home record than they do away. It's really <laughs> it's weird. Thing, man. <laughs> thing, the dogs, the dogs couldn't even come into Curtin Town and get it done. No, no, it was a tough one. Uh, Michael <laughs> Thomas and Matt Ryan just said, "Not in our house." Guys are actually good at home in real life too. Um, anything stand out to you? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I have a lot of respect for Ty's team. I think it's a good squad. Um, but of the six playoff teams, if you can't get the bye, you definitely want to be the three. I think you probably want to match up with him. 
Um, you definitely don't want to have to play Spears or Fegley in round one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that stands out, like, I feel like the only team really that kind of, there's always like one team every year that kind of gets a raw deal. I guess it was Phil this year. Like, when you look at points scored and points against. Like he he has no problem letting us know that either. He's got no problem with it. So I mean, it's got to be someone every year. So it's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, Phil's giving up thirteen fifty one, sitting there at two and eight, um, and then you have a team like Spears that's giving up thirteen fifty six, and Spears is six and four. So four games separate those two teams, and only. About 84 points separates the two of them in terms of points scored. So, over a 10-week season... Um, yeah, he's five games behind me and has five less points. Yeah. But I also look at it and say, you stole a win against me on the last run of Monday Night Football, so... Correct. Not like I didn't show up against I, you. I feel like both his wins were really tight. Um, but yeah, that's probably fair to assume with the points allowed. Yeah, and then this this past week was was real big for me in terms of total points to get a little bit of a cushion because you guys had all started to gain ground on me while I was kind of scuffling there for a little bit. So, um, no, ta, Phil's other win was huge over Abusement Park, one fifty to ninety. All right, let's get into the week eleven matchups. Got three weeks left. Of the regular season, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like fantasy football right now is so fun because of these offenses. Um, you know, I don't know if it's real football mirroring fantasy football and the emphasis being on offense because fans love scoring and they love fantasy, um, or fantasy has become more fun because of the offensive evolution. But whatever, it I just feel like. Both games are are in a great place right now in terms of. You may feel differently being a defensive guy, but um, I think the games are are really fun to watch right now. Yeah, I mean, they keep putting in more rules to slow the defense down. Everyone knows that, but I don't think it's losing its entertainment value. It's also the fact that the sheer inability to tackle from the college level is making its way into the NFL. So, yeah, I just like watching some of these uh, offensive coordinators and play callers, like watching Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, um, even the Nagy from Chicago is good. Um, I like De Filippo in Minnesota. I think he'll be a head coach this year. Um, tennis this off season, Tennessee starting to figure it out. Um, I, I just like a lot of these new offensive minds and. To me, I think that's what's the cool part about this game is how much coaching really matters um, in the NFL and and scheme and all that stuff. So um, for a guy that doesn't really understand much of the defensive side of the football, um, I I get the offensive side and spacing and uh, misdirection and all that stuff. So that to me is fun. Um, All right, first game. Desert Dogs versus St. Louis Patriots. Little Cause versus Papa Cause. 
We'll start off with my team. Is Corey Davis bouncing back? He's had two good weeks in a row. Um, seems to probably be healthy now. I think he had some lingering stuff early in the season. Still getting the massive target share. And it also looks like Mariota's getting healthy. So how do you feel about Corey Davis uh, moving forward? Uh, a lot better than I did. There's a long time he spent as being droppable. Um, I think that's the key thing. It seems like Mariota's finally starting to figure it out. He sucked for a long time this year. Um, they're kind of starting to figure it out, I guess, offensively. Um, so, yeah, you feel good about him going forward. Biggest things, yeah, Mariota healthy, um, making the full-time commitment to Deion Lewis and making Derrick Henry just be the goal line back, I think has helped big time too. Um, and then, you know, just Davis learning the offense and becoming a better player. Uh, all of that's helped Tennessee. They've looked actually like a football team in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the that's qu- an unbelievable run by Chris Carson. I didn't see it yet. Oh, it's Rashad Penny. Oh, my God. Rashad Penny. He might be one of those league winners down the stretch here. Get that dude the football. That was incredible. Uh, Gurley and Cooks. Monday night game. Games moved to Los Angeles uh, because they don't want to play in a swamp. Uh, Gurley and Cooks, over 50 points on Monday night combined. Um... Against the Chefs. Yeah, I think 50 is a lot, um, but the over-under on that, that is a really nice run. Um, the over-under on that game is 63.5. That's a big number. Like, I can't remember one that big ever. Um, so, I, I think 50 points within two of them is a lot. It's probably going to take two touchdowns each to get there. So, with that being said, I'll take the under, but I wouldn't be shocked. I feel good about the under hitting on that game, too. You think so? I just feel like it's going to be one of those, like, not, like, low scoring, but, like, weirdly lower than projected because I feel like, um, like, both offenses are going to, like, move the ball and the clock's going to be moving and they're going to sustain drives. And um, I know both plays are big play or both offenses have the ability to hit the big play, but... I just think that they're going to put drives together at will, and I think it'll kind of keep it lower. I also see both offenses trying to keep the other offense off the field and sustain drives, so I feel like it could be like weirdly lower than projected. Well, the other successful thing, but lower scoring. I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this with the Chiefs, but I know watching the Rams, they're a run team. Like they're a power running team that that does all their passing off of power run sets and play action. I think forty percent of their um, pass plays are play action based, and a lot of that I talked about it on the podcast is the jet sweep, which you know technically is a play action. It's not all just faking handoffs to Gurley, um, but I would say the Chiefs are probably a, a run first team in the sense that um, they run so many short pass plays that they're essentially you know run running plays. So. Uh, yeah, the clock probably will be moving a lot um, in that game. The, the crazy thing is, is that those two teams are just so efficient in terms of like 
chunk plays. Um, so I don't watch a lot of Monday night games, but I watch that one because of the high talent that it's getting. But I also want to see Mahomes stare down the barrel with Aaron Donald. Yeah. Do you see him chase that thing across the field? Uh, no. After, uh, so, after the game, after the Seahawks game, I, I think you saw the the scuffle on the sidelines. Yeah. After the game, he took his jersey and pads off and then decided to put his helmet back on and sprinted across the field to make sure he got in that dude's grill. Like, they were like, helmet to helmet. <laughs> And Donald had no pads, no jersey on, like, just a shirt that was painted on him, and he made sure to strap it up before he got over there, so. For anybody that wondered what Eddie Mitchum was like in college, you just need to watch Aaron Donald on Sunday. It's just the intensity, yes. Skill-wise, it wasn't. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, same game, Papakaz's team. How do you feel about the Josh Reynolds ad? Uh, Cooper Cup out for the year. My dad gets the cup handcuff in Josh Reynolds. Um, before I go into Josh Reynolds, Little Birdie once said, there's no problem with adding keepers um, like Darius Geis because you never know what might happen to one of your keepers. And when you blow an ACL out at this time of the year, it might be really hard to keep a guy like that because who knows when what week he's going to come back. But... Um, he had his keepers set and didn't want to entertain any keepers, just wanted to snack five bucks, so um told you so. But uh You don't want, you, re- you don't want Golden Tate right now anyway. No. But So that wouldn't uh, have worked out for you. You would have been pissed. I would I don't know if I would have been pissed. I was ready to give guys up for anything that I thought had a chance of making any better. <laughs> I think it's a little young to write off Golden Tate though. Um, I guess the Reynolds ad makes sense, and getting pieces of that offense is fine. Um, no one really knows what he is yet, though, so. He was good in the games Cup was out earlier, um, and I know what you're saying about Cup getting hurt. I think the point is, Cup's $3, and yeah, he might not be ready for week one, but a player of his caliber... Um, and his role in that offense, I think you keep him for $3, even if he doesn't come back till week three. So. I know what you're saying, but I think... I think week three is optimistic, but... Well, Wentz got hurt later in the season last year, and he came back in week three. That's why I said week three. Uh, which quarterback of my dad would you play... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Giants, I think. Um, or Matt Stafford against Carolina coming off the game where they just gave up for like six touchdowns to Ben. Uh, probably Fitzpatrick. Stafford sucks. The Lions suck. Yeah, they, they have really struggled to keep Stafford upright lately. Um, so I don't think it's that. Stafford sucks, I just think. Um, he's probably not the quarterback that you want with dudes in your face all day. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I think he was probably the right play last week, too. He threw for over 300 yards. Might have even thrown for over 400 yards. Um, that was just the weirdest game ever with them scoring three points and putting up over 500 yards of offense. Uh, who wins? This Folks. one? Yep. 
Uh, dogs, no reason not to get 10 wins. <coughs> and with an Eddie loss, uh, which probably won't happen, but um, I can all but, you know, clinch the, the far of this week, so. All right. Eddie versus Phil, game two. Uh, Curtin versus Seawolves. Start off with Ed's team. What do you expect from Dalvin Cook this week, bud? Uh, workload. I don't really care about the output. I just want to see him get 15 touches and survive it. And so I was going to ask you, what numbers uh, good for you in your mind? I'd love to see 12 to 15 and him walk out of it healthy with no you lingering effects. You imagine if Kenyon Drake could get 12 to 15 touches too? That's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Cook, I don't think this is a great matchup for him against Chicago. No, um, that's why I won't be hanging my hat on yeah, him production-wise. I just want to see volume. What did he get, like nine touches last week? No, they were uh, off last week, two weeks ago. He had ten carries... No catches. Okay. I don't think. Look yeah, good. He, he looked good in that week. That he four catches. Me. I'm sorry. He had 14 touches. <laughs> so, 15 might be uh, more than doable. Yeah. I'll be keeping my eye on that one, too. Uh, mainly because, you know, Cousins is my quarterback. I'm going to hold on to Baker for a little bit. Uh, I just want to see with Cook back what it looks like. When Cook wasn't there... It was slam dunk. Cousins was going to be chucking it, but I just want to see what it looks like. Do you got? Do you feel like AJ Green being hurt helps or hurts Joe Mixon and his production? Uh, Joe Mixon being hurt hurts Joe Mixon. <laughs> Did he tweak it at practice today? Yeah, he just popped up on the injury report today with his knee, and I heard that it was the one that he had scoped earlier so I don't know I didn't read into it a lot that's just what I heard on the radio so I don't know I don't know if anyone really knows what the situation is but it's just unbelievable for you like a week after you drop Geo same thing like a week after you drop Lat Dalvin goes out for a couple weeks had your team all cuffed up and then five weeks will do that to you yeah um alright move on I don't, to answer your question, I don't really know that AJ Green has a huge effect on him. Um, I think the Bengals have just come back down to earth. Um, game flow will have like game flow last week. He got phased out of that in a hurry. He was yeah. running the ball well. I mean, he had eleven carries for sixty-one yards, but they were all early. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think Green helps or hurts Mixon necessarily. Um, it's Geo being at full health that hurts Mixon because I don't know if they'll do much to get Geo involved. I mean, they they've seen they've definitely made that commitment to Mixon, um, but when either one of those guys is out, uh, you definitely want to have a chunk of the other one because those are the only two backs in town. So. Uh, questions for Phil's team. Uh, can Jordan Wilkins overtake Juju or Connor as a keeper since he made sure to go out and get Jordan Wilkins last week? No. I don't think so either. Um, 
Um, Go ahead, one touch last week. All right, uh, and then one, you, one tote for fifty-three yards. Are, are you worried? Are you worried about Edo Smith this week? No. All right, uh, I'm going to take the the curtain to win this one. Yeah, I will too. All right, not a whole lot to talk about there with uh, the Sea Wolves. Tough season, two and eight. Uh, Butler versus Sure. Butler needs this one. Uh, Dak at QB this week. How do you feel about that? Um, better yeah. than I have in previous previous weeks. They have Atlanta. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I don't know exactly who, but I heard like they they're on the brink of getting some of their guys back. Deion Deion Jones is practicing this week. Yeah, so um, that probably has more of an effect on Zeke's performance than it does Dax, I would think. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. I I, I hate to take too much out of the fact that he did well against a beat-up Eagles secondary that was, like, playing guys out of position and stuff (laughs) during the game, but... It's all about it's all about play calling in that offense, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you had to play them somewhere, playing them at Atlanta is probably a decent bet because you'd like to think that Matt Ryan's going to perform and Atlanta's going to score and they're going to have to score to keep up. So you'd think that they would have to open up the playbook and not just pound Zeke fifty times. But I mean, it's still uh, I don't know. I don't well, love it. We're uh, that, but. we're going to get into this a little later in the show, but. Uh, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith are both huge question marks to play this week, too. So, we'll get into that a little later. Uh, do you think Lenny Fournette being back, he had a big effort last week. I uh, think Fournette can possibly bring Butler's team back to life and maybe, you know, at least give him an opportunity to sneak in. He's going to need a lot of help, but he still has to get his piece of this done. Um, is Fournette enough of an addition to at least get him in position to knock on that door? Um, yeah, I mean, he's filling a spot that's been probably tough for him to fill. He hasn't had a bell cow running back since Fournette went down. He had a couple decent weeks out of Yeldon, and then that disappeared quickly. Um, I don't know that he's going to get 24 carries every week, but... He's got some decent matchups down the stretch here, so you'd like to think that he's going to perform. Yeah, his team actually looks, his lineup looks good this week. Dak, uh, Tevin Coleman's a good play, Cohen's a good play, uh, Fitzgerald, Hopkins, Cook, Sanu, Fournette, Washington D. So, like, that's not a terrible starting lineup. It's a winnable game this week against Sher. Um, he, he needs to get all all three of these and then get some help so uh, Fournette's a big addition because if it wasn't Fournette it might be someone like Jordy Nelson so alright let's move over to Sher's team uh, just this is a simple not a simple question but one question for Sher's team um, not a whole lot to talk about in terms of this week but this I think is going to be the big off season debate of the league um He's got three, I feel like three slam dunk keepers. 
Nick Chubb for a dollar, uh, David Johnson for fourteen bucks, or Adam Thielen for ten. Um, he's gonna have to pick two of them. What say you on uh, on where he should lean this time next or the start of next season? <clears throat> um, I keep the running backs. Really. Chubb and DJ. Yeah. So DJ's been a lot better um, as Rosen's gotten more comfortable. You know, uh, I, Rosen has, I think, looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. I know you're a Rosen guy. Um, and Leftwich seems to not be making the mistake that Mike McCoy made. And uh, Leftwich just knows that David Johnson's a good football player and he's going to get him the ball. So... I like that. Guys, it's a scored, by the way. Who is that? Tanyan. Tanyan, yeah. Tanyan. Um, <laughs> I had to laugh because I said it the way that Fegley always spears his wife's name is Tanya, and Fegley always goes Tanya. So I had to laugh. Uh, I like Chubb too. I'm a big Chubb fan. I think uh, they made a clear commitment to him. And I think that offense is only going to get better. I mean, Njoku is in year two. Landry is still a young player. Uh, Chubb, Duke Johnson, Baker's going to only get better. Uh, that offense is going to be nothing to mess around with the next couple of years. So I like Chubb in that sense. I, I think I'd go Chubb and Thielen. Um, but, what's, uh, the, what's, What's more likely to happen, though? A huge regression from Adam Thielen or a research <laughs> from David Johnson? No, you're right. Um, what basket do you want to put your eggs in? And not only that, for me, I say the backs. I, I know I'm on the other side of this from a lot of people, but I, I say the backs because if you look at, like, going into the draft, look at what you're going to have to pay for any back that's going to get 15 to 20, 20, 15 to 20 touches a game. Yeah. Like, it's astronomical. You can find sleeper receivers not really sleeper receivers, but, you know, receivers that take the next step, like, all over. Yeah, uh, if DJ and Thielen get thrown back in the draft next year, DJ goes for more money than Thielen. Like, right? just looking at, what's that? If DJ and Thielen get thrown back in the draft next year, DJ would go for more money than Thielen. Um, I would have to say that's a no-brainer, but... Depends on what the recency bias is of the guys throwing numbers out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. But like, just looking at his roster alone, like, who's to say that Kenny Galladay is not next year's Adam Thielen? Yeah, with Tate out of town and him being the guy for the first time, and whatever pieces they put into that offense in the off season and try to get it cranked up, like he could be the guy that rises. So. I agree with you. It's probably it's too early to make a decision on this. Thielen could struggle the rest of the way. DJ could explode, and then we're going to be feeling differently about it at the end of next year. But um, back to I, Dalvin I, Cook too. Like like you said, are you watching that game to see what Kirk Cousins does too? Like how much his numbers inflated because they just threw the ball nonstop. Like is that really going to be their course of action next year if Dalvin Cook's healthy for sixteen games? Yeah. That would be crazy if Thielen ended up not being a keeper between all the the hoopla over him in the middle of our season. Um, but that would be interesting. 
Who wins, Butler versus Sher? Um, I'll take Butler because Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard can't produce. I'll take Butler too, just because uh, I feel like Butler needs it more than Sher. So, For in the interest of making the last two weeks more exciting, I'd like to see Butler win. Uh, Bowl versus Shane. We'll start off with both teams. This is what I said mentioned earlier. If Zach Martin and Tyron Smith don't play, is Zeke in big trouble this week um, with Deion Jones potentially coming back as well? Uh, I don't know if he's in big trouble. I mean, I feel like they haven't been as good of an offensive line as they typically are anyway. Um, and it's not good, but volume's still going to be there, and they're still not a great defense. So probably like a 15-point effort. Yeah, I could see him getting like 70 in a score, being around that, a couple catches. All right, do you like Drew Brees more or less this week than the quarterbacks in the Monday night game, Goff and Mahomes? Brees has uh, the Eagles at home, I believe. Yeah, um... That's a tight one. I give Breeze the nod. I feel like that Eagles secondary is reeling, and I think that that's the path to beating them up anyway is through the air, not on the ground, because their front seven's still pretty good. Um, albeit they're underperforming, but there's a lot of name value on their front seven still. So, uh, yeah, I'll go Breeze. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Mahomes has a big game, obviously, Monday night. But um, like you said, it'll be interesting to see uh, Mahomes with Aaron Donald, you know, chasing him around all night. Mahomes is still super elusive as a quarterback. He's got a little bit of Deshaun Watson in, in them in that sense. So, um, But I'll take Breeze. Breeze is definitely the safer bet for a big game this week. All right, move over to Shane's team. Uh, if Shane is unsuccessful in getting in the playoffs this year and uh, staring down this roster next season, who do you think his keepers right now uh, should be? Um, it's not a great keeping keeper squad. I would have to say that he's probably going to stay on the Mike Evans stream. Yeah. Mike and Evans. Deshaun Watson and Mike Evans, probably. Um, what's Lindsey's price tag? 30-something. <laughs> he give he Did he give up a full 25 too, to build this? No. No, he's... Uh... He is exactly even. So yeah, he has. He probably will be trying to make a deal. Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna get done though. Well, my <clears throat> sure can't take on any more money, I guess. Um, so he may have to come to me for uh, Aaron Jones. Little one dollar Aaron Jones action. 
Yeah. He'll probably offer me his kidney again for uh, Gurley, so that's not going to happen. Uh, Rodgers or Watson, who would you play a quarterback this week if you were Shane? Obviously, Rodgers is in right now, and he's playing for him. And he has 11, 12.1, or 11.6, I'm sorry. Um, and then Watson is at Washington. Uh, I think I would have played Rodgers. Yeah, I think so too. It's hard not to play him on uh, in primetime games. Uh, who wins? I'm going to take Bull. Yeah. That would probably knock Shane out of the uh, the playoff equation. He has a really uphill climb as it is. All right, uh, Fleetwood franchise versus the Clan. It's a good matchup. Two playoff teams right now. We'll start off with Ty's team. Uh, twofold question: Allen Robinson, Carryon Johnson, both on his bench last week. Uh, both. Carrion Johnson didn't practice at all last week, I don't think, and um, Allen Robinson had was coming off, I think, an injury. Uh, they both had big games. I think they both had multiple touchdown games uh, on his bench. Do you like those players' matchups this week? You got um, Carrion Johnson at home against Carolina, and then Allen Robinson at home against Minnesota on Sunday night. I don't feel like I like either matchup. Got to play those guys though, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, it's not like enough. I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's really a defense in the league this year that like has you scared to play people. Like a couple years ago, it was Seattle. Like when you had people against Seattle, you like felt bad about it. Um, last year it was Jacksonville. Like you didn't feel good about anyone playing against them. I don't really feel like there's a defense like that this year. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, I think the the best defense. I don't even know who it is. Let me see who the top defense is. I I feel like the Ravens might be one of the best defenses, but they don't scare me. Um, their statistics are so skewed. By that schedule. Top defenses. So obviously the Bears are number one by a wide margin. Um, yeah. They were able to get a lot of turnovers and touchdowns in the beginning of the year. Redskins are number two. Uh, that's dismal. Uh, Vikings number three. And the Rams are number four despite just getting roasted. Um, the last couple weeks, so yeah, good point. Not a uh, not a whole lot to uh, to be scared about in terms of def- defenses. I like Carryon Johnson against Carolina this week, and I, I think I'm actually okay with Allen Robinson against Minnesota. I think those corners are overrated um, on that team. So, do you think? Tyreek Hill can be the top scorer in the league this week. Another one of the uh, players in that huge Monday night game. I'll take the field. What What do you think his odds are? Give me like a percentage. Jesus Christ. 
You can't just give me an answer. Says, I'll take the field. No shit. I think we all would. Like, um, thirty-three point three three percent. All right. So you think he has a one in three chance of being the top scorer in the league? Sure. That's then you should have said. I don't know. Um, all right, Marvin. Marvin Jones Jr. <laughs> popped up with a leg injury. Uh, he left last week's game. I guess he's going to play this week. Um, would that injury have you concerned enough to replace him with Calvin Ridley in the lineup if you were Fegley? Um, I'm not sure I don't replace him anyway. I mean, you ideally would like Marvin Jones Jr. Um, as one of only two pass catchers on that Detroit team against a team that just got killed um, through the air on Thursday night. Um, but Ridley, or, Ridley is a good matchup against Dallas, though, too. Or you like Ridley at home against Dallas after getting killed and yeah. embarrassed by the Browns. Yeah, no, I, I see that, too. I think Ridley might be better than him, too. Yeah. Uh, who do you got winning this big one? Uh, the franchise are actually 18-point favorites in this one. Um, led by, led look at the matchups. Led by their quarterback, Big Mitch. think I'm Big Mitch. Larry Hoover. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I would take the franchise. This is a big one. Um, Royce Freeman is the guy that's killing Fegley um, in this matchup, the fact that he has to start him. Uh, The rest of the matchups I like on Feg's side. Um, So I think some weirdness is going to happen, and I think Fegley and the clan gets it done. I don't know, man. Kelsey hurts... I think Funches has a good game this week. Saquon against Tampa Bay could be a hundred himself. <laughs> uh, all right, last game, game of the week. Mad Dogs versus Ice Cream. Mad Dogs need it five and five. Spears needs it. Um, Twelve points back of Fegley for first place. We'll start off with Micah's team. Who do you think his flexes should be? Uh, right now, he's planning on not playing anybody in that position. He's playing. Dear God. Oh, God. Jo- Josh Adams? I think Josh Adams got to be in play here. Yeah, I don't know who the other is. Humphreys? Ugh. Can't be Hewerman or Lat Murray. There's got to be something better out there. <laughs> um, let me see. Top flexes. Oh, you might be going after D.D. Westbrook. He might be sitting at home right now. By the way, Emmett um, apparently sings that song. Loves it. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Tyrell Williams or DJ Moore. All in play, I guess. Mike Williams also out there. 
Um, do you think Keenan Allen can still be a keeper for this team next year? He's been uh, disappointing, I think, at best this year. And he has a decent price tag against his name for next season. Um, still obviously steady, but I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure what you're looking for in terms of a keeper. Wide receiver 19 this year. I think he has to be. On this team, probably, yeah. Alright, I would agree. Spears' team. Hunt, McCaffrey, and Marlon Mack combined over or under 75 points. think Hunt's going to struggle, right? No, I don't think Hunter McCaffrey do. I just don't. Like, 25 points apiece? That's a little rich. I'm going to take the over. If you just said, like, 45, <laughs> I said over. But 45 feels like it should be the number. Alright, so 75 is probably too high. Let's go 60. Over under 60. I still take under. I think to start thinking about over, it'd be like fifty for me. All right. I think they get sixty-two points from the three of them. Okay. Uh, and who would you play at tight end this week? O.J. Howard or Greg Olson? That's why you traded for Greg Olson this time last year. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else for Week Eleven? I don't think so. All right. Thank you for uh, coming back on the pod. It's been a little while since we had the curtain on here. Uh, I'm gonna watch the rest of the second quarter and then the second half of Packers Seahawks. And then we look forward to seeing how everyone does in week 11. See if any playoff spots are decided. And I wish you guys all good luck. And we will talk next week about the Thanksgiving games and week 12.